0: Welcome back, friends, to the Bible Track Echoes radio broadcast. I am Evangelist Mike McCurry, the host of this program. This program, this broadcast, has been on the air since 1957, originally helmed by Evangelist Paul Levine, and I'm so excited about the fact that I have just surpassed a full year as the host of of this program. And to God be the glory, you've stuck with me. You've listened. For those of you that that this is your first time listening, thank you so much. For, For those of you that have been listening for weeks and months and years, I can't tell you what it means to me. I truly do appreciate the fact that you've stuck with us 52 weeks. I know my predecessor, Pastor Mark Smith, who I speak with fairly often, has been such a great help. And I know for many of you, he was a great help and an encouragement through the airwaves of this particular program. But I've got to say, for those of you that have let me know week in and week out that you're listening, it truly does mean so much to me. If you would like to get in contact with me for any reason, if you have a question, a comment, even a critique or concern, feel free to text me directly. The phone number is 309-316-7240. I'll give that to you one more time, 309-316-7240. Now, we are continuing our week, our second week of encouragement. The topic, the theme, the thrust is encouragement. And today, we're going to piggyback on what we talked about on the program yesterday. Here's the title, How to handle those that disappoint us. How should you and I handle those that disappoint us? Before we go any further, I'd like to share this small anecdote about being an encouragement. We all have opportunities, whether we miss them or not, to be an encouragement to those that are around us. Here's a story of an elderly widow. She was restricted in her activities because of some physical issues, but she was eager to serve Christ. After praying about this, now remember, this is the days before smartphones and social media and all those things, but after praying about this, she realized that she could bring a blessing to others by playing the piano. Even though her fingers wouldn't quite perform like they used to, God had allowed her to keep that gift of piano playing the next day. She placed this small ad in the Oakland Tribune, her neighborhood, her citywide newspaper, saying this. Piano player will play hymns by phone daily for those who are sick and despondent. The service is free. The notice included the number to dial. And when people called, she would ask, what hymn would you like to hear? Within a few months, her playing had brought cheer to several hundred people many of them freely poured out their hearts to her and she was able to help and encourage them this so easily dovetails with what we talked about i believe it was on tuesday using our hurt not to hurt others but to help Others And I hope that that is your prayer and your heart's cry. Let's be an encouragement to others, even those that disappoint us. Find your place in the book of 1 Samuel, if you would. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Before we go just a little bit further, I'd like to bring to your attention this gospel track called do you know for sure? Many of you have used this and have told us what encouragement this is to you. I believe it was written by my predecessor, Pastor Mark Smith. It's one of the best gospel tracks that we have when talking to someone that's dealing with a different faith. And by faith, I mean folly. There are those that believe in systems of worship, in rituals that run completely counter to the teachings of the Bible, God's holy word. Maybe you have a friend or family member and neighbor that is in what we would call a cult. Maybe you know someone that believes completely against what the Bible says, but you're trying to figure out how to be a help to them. This gospel track, and I bring it up, Because I've had two or three people text me just in the last week asking me, how would you help someone in, say, the Roman Catholic faith? How would you help someone that's a Jehovah's Witness? How would you help someone that does not believe the Bible? Here's a question. Do you know for sure? It's been beautifully redesigned by Austin Marriott, our lead design gentleman here at Bible Tracks Incorporated, our operations manager. It's a striking display, and I believe it might be a help to you. And as always, you can get it for free at BibleTracksInc.org. If you have more questions, please feel free to text me 309-316-7240. These Gospel Tracks, as always, are free. Don't be afraid to visit our website or to text me. Realize, of course, that all of our Gospel Tracks cost money to print. The only way we can do it, I've said it probably dozens of times in the last year as the host of this program, the only way we can support this ministry is by the grace of God and the generous giving of God's people. And so, if the Lord would lead you to visit our website in the top right hand corner at BibleTracksInc.org if God would lead you to support our ministry and to be an underwriter of the great work we do in over 170 different countries for free as the Lord provides, we'd absolutely be so thankful for that. We need prayer warriors, but we need people that would be willing to help us financially as well. Each of these tracks only cost a few cents, but can I tell you, your small gift of three, four, five, five hundred, maybe even just $2, whatever it is, can be a great help and can go a long way. So please visit BibleTracksInc.org today. We are in 1 Samuel chapter number 30. We've talked about in the past this story of how God's people were delivered. David and his followers came to their base camp of Ziklag. What happened? It was burned to the ground. The Amalekites had visited, had raided the place, taken all of the women and children captive, taken all of the spoil, taken all of their belongings, and they were off having a party some miles away. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Of course, that is the theme today and tomorrow as we conclude this second week of encouragement. David encouraged himself in the Lord. His foundation was God. Then he inquired of the Lord, God, what would you have me to do when you're in a distressing situation? Can I encourage you? Talk to God about it. Then he put God's plan into action. Only then did he see the deliverance. They helped others along the way, and even those that disappointed him, David was still kind to. So let's look at some practical ways to handle those that disappoint Us let's look at, if you would, first Samuel chapter number thirty and verse number sixteen, and when he, the young Egyptian man, had brought David down, behold they the Amalekites were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing, because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day, there escaped not a man of them, save four hundred young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all the that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. There was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that that they had taken to them. David recovered all, skipped down a a few phrases, and David came to the two hundred men, which were so faint that they could not follow David. "...whom they had made also to abide at the Brook Besor, and they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him." Pause here. Remember, David had 600 men. 200 were so faint that they could not keep up. And so David took 400 men and put to flight the army of the Amalekites. And when they came back with all of the women and children and all of the belongings, there were wicked men. The Bible describes them as men of Belial that said to David, whispered in his ear, These 200 lazy sacks of trash that couldn't keep up with us, don't give them back anything except for their wives and children. We will keep the spoil. And David said, Ye shall not do so, my brethren, with that which the Lord hath given us, who hath preserved us and delivered the company that came against us into our hand. David said, Even though these have disappointed us, we're not going to treat them that way. How should we handle those that disappoint? Well, we should persevere. Don't give up just because someone you know and love and count on quits. Let me ask you this question. Who in your life, if they quit and gave up on God, who in your life would cause you to quit on God? Is there someone that means more to you than the cause of Christ? Here's what I mean by that. Is there someone that you know, that you love so dearly, that if they went a different direction with their life, and they decided that the calling of God on their life is not worth the cost, it may be required of them, who in your life would cause you to stop persevering? I hope there are those in your life that would not hurt you that way. But if I know humanity like Jesus does, We will all be disappointed many times. I pray it doesn't happen to you anytime soon. But can I ask you, who would cause you to sway and quit on God? How do we handle those that disappoint? Perseverance. Next, patience. Give them another chance. Romans 15.5 says, Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. God has been so very patient with us, it's the least we can do to be patient with others. How do we handle those that disappoint? Perseverance. Patience. And pardon. Pardon. Don't write people off. How long would we survive if God wrote us off for every little misstep? Matthew 6.12 says, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Can you actually pray that? Do you forgive those that disappoint you? I am so glad that God gives me another chance every time I sin when I repent. 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. David, in this account in 1 Samuel, was brought low... Right before he was given the throne, not too many chapters later, David ascends to the pinnacle of government. He is given the kingship over his people. But I wonder, I have a sneaking suspicion that part of the reason God was willing to use him was because in the very next chapter, when he receives the kingdom, I wonder if it's because of how he handled this great distress. What did he do? Let's review. He encouraged himself. He inquired of the Lord. He put God's plan into action. He didn't forget others that were in distress along the way. In his victory, he still didn't forget others. Friend, how do you handle success? Tomorrow on the broadcast. We're not going to necessarily review a lot of what we talked about. What I'd like to do is just give you, overload you if I can, with some anecdotes about encouragement. We're going to look at, hopefully you'll be able to glean something from these stories that will be a help to you as you look to be an encouragement to other people in your life. Don't miss the Bible Tract Echoes broadcast tomorrow. God bless.